This is Moms Being Moms. Caitlin here. And Aline here. And uh, today we're pretty excited because (laughs) we've got a special guest. I think if you heard our first podcast, you might have realized that we never spoke of our children because we don't have any. We don't have those. And we are not moms. Fake moms. But we are incredibly excited that someone (laughs) is a real mom gracing the stage with us today. Caitlin, who's here with us as our special guest today? This is a real mom. Has two kids. Two real children. Alive today. Do you want to tell us about your kids? Who are your kids? Who are you? (laughs) My name's Nettie. (laughs) I'm from the Mojave Desert. And I do have two children. Great. Is your voice always high like that? Or just today? I think she's extra excited to be (laughs) here. She's very excited. And she's cracking up because... Believe it or not, one of her children is sitting right across from me. This is my mom. Caitlin's mom Real is mom. on the pod. Let's we give have it up for Caitlin's Nettie. Mom. Nettie. <laughs> Nettie, why are you here with us today? I'm going to make my debut on a podcast. Fantastic. Uh, hell yeah, you are. I'm so glad you're doing it with us and not and, another publication. And <laughs> it's the only their second one, so that means it's even more important. It means it's yes. incredibly special. Yeah. And the fact that you are our first guest ever on Moms Being Moms. And our says first a lot. real mom. First ever. real mom. I think we might have a few. Shout out to the new moms out there. There's new moms. Liz, Marissa, yeah. Laura. We might even have a Lisette joining us soon as a mom. We're There's very excited for all these new moms. But we have a full-fledged 30-plus year veteran mom. mom on the line. To answer a lot of really riveting questions. Yeah, what are we going to talk about today, Mom? We're going to talk about a lot. We're really going to put you in the hot seat, Mom. Mm, Love it. And we're going to talk about your hot takes on all topics related to San Francisco. I'm loving this. This is a very San Francisco-centric podcast. I could think of no better way to hear the best hot takes possible about the city from a mom. A real mom. From a mom from LA, from the Mojave Desert. Yeah. I think before we uh, dive into these hot takes and put you on the grill, we're going to do a little wine corner session. Wine corner time. (laughs) As you guys know, we always spend about, you know, three to five minutes here doing some wine corner. I pretend to be a sommelier. You guys drink a little wine with me. Also, we drink wine throughout the entire podcast. Makes us a lot better podcasters. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Today, we are going to where my roots are from. We're going to Sicily, baby. Mm. We're going to the beautiful mountainous snopes of Mount Etna. And we're drinking something that is... Can you say it, Caitlin? I'm going to butcher it. Girolamo. Girolamo Russo. Oh, my God. You've got such a beautiful accent. Caitlin actually lived in Italy for almost a year. She's also a fluent Italian speaker. Yes. Especially after a few glasses of wine in a cab. You also picked up many men in Italy because of your beautiful Italian Yes, they all knew what I was saying. Fluent language. They definitely could translate what I was saying. Do you really want to tell people you're picking up men in Italy in front of your mother? It's fine. Well, that was my fault. My apologies, Nettie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, it's what we do. It's fine. <laughs> this is moms being moms. You moms should be proud moms. that I'm her proud. Italian uh, fluency is so good. It's coming that she can into handy with cab Italian drivers men. and random and Cinque Terre. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're having a beautiful 2018 at Naroso. 
And uh, the actual varietal of the grape on this is something you might have not heard of before, but highly recommend you try this summer. Norello Macalese. It's an absolute gorgeous, much lighter red grape. So if you guys are searching for lighter red grapes for the summer, I also recommend chilling them. You want an alternative to something like Pinot Noir. I think Norello Macalese is amazing. Check out the label. It should say something like Etna on it, Etna Rosso, and uh, there's a bunch of different producers coming out of Italy today. And if you are looking for other lighter reds, I also suggest things like Grenache. I think Grenache, especially from Spain or from the Southern Rhone, is delicious. I also think Gamay from Beaujolais in France, absolutely wonderful. I just got a bottle of that yesterday. I love Gamay. I didn't know what it was, and he gave it to me, the wine man. Oh, we, you were tipsy last night. Yes, That's right. and, you I, yes and I bunch. purchased that. <laughs> Tipsy. I purchased it from a wine man, and he said it was Gamay, and I was like, mm, right. "What village was it from?" I'm not positive. I didn't get that far. Maybe Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think also Cinso's really great as well. Lambrusco's delicious. Oh, obviously. I love Lambrusco. A little bubbly, and mm-hmm. it goes all the way from the rosé color to the really deep dark. Um, but yes, we are having Norella Macalese today. Caitlin, Nettie. What are your takes? What do you think about this wine? Caitlin, I know you always like to start first on the tasting notes. I would like to say the smell. Good. Um, There's a particular, so two things I'm picking up. One I think is goat cheese. The other is like prosciutto or something. Mm, I like that call. I was thinking it's got more of that uh, red cherry or dried red cherry and maybe some orange zest. And I think you're right. I think it's got like a fennelly or some sort of herbs that you might find in a sausage, like a pork sausage, which mm-hmm. is kind of herbaceous. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty uh, gravelly, like it probably because it's grown on the slopes of Mount Etna and on volcanic ash. Mm. It's got a nice mineral gravelly, but all calls are good calls. It smells nice. Yeah. Nettie, you asked me earlier what goes with this. What do you? What would you want to eat with this? Imagine you're in Sicily right now. Mm-hmm. You're walking through tiny little cobble streets. There's a church. There's the ocean. There's the breeze. There's what would a you man who is very tan looking Ooh, with like, like loose fang pants and his shirt is lightly unbuttoned and blows in the wind. Oh, he's got a hairy chest. Like Does he have a hairy <laughs> chest? In this case, yeah, sure, it's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I would want sausage and peppers. Mm-hmm. Sausage and peppers, that's what I would like. I actually think that's probably the greatest call in terms of what to go with this. I think you're spot on, and even Caitlin is feeling the pork and the cheese already. Mm-hmm. I read that something that would go really well with this is oily fish. So really nice, thick, oily fish, something like a sardine, yes. a tuna, swordfish, something that can hold up to a red wine. I also think it's so underrated. Just chill your red wine. Don't be weird. If you've got a light red, pop it in the fridge for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes before you serve, take down the temp. I think you're really going to enjoy the lighter red wines if they're just slightly chilled. Are you ready for your your hot seat? Hot, hot seat. seat. Hot seat with mom. So I'm just going to kick it off with an easy one here. How would you describe San Francisco people mm. as a whole? They're beautiful. Beautiful people and the people are nice. They're nice people. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in a car and you're driving down the road and they're honking at you. Oh, okay. Or you can't see the signs 
and you run through yet another red light. Okay. They're not so pleasant. But fascinating. On the whole, <laughs> they're very they're nice and they're real intelligent. Your dad and I used to um, say that even you know the bums on the side of the street. I know it's not you know, hobos on the side of the street that are begging for money look like out of work engineers. Okay, I'm bored by this topic now, okay, so we're moving good. on. Okay, we're moving on. Move on to next hot seat number two question. Okay, hot seat number two. What do you think of high tech? And how would you describe high tech? Oh, I would love to hear this. <laughs> also, <laughs> I would love, uh, once we get through this, I think it'd be great if you could define Caitlin's job. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start with so high tech So let's start first. with define high tech. High tech. Is that Facebook? Okay, great. So one definition <laughs> is Facebook. Any other <laughs> descriptions? They, they are a Google? high tech company. Is it Google? Yes. Is it Google? Yes. That's not it? Nice. You've heard of Google. Very good. I think you've selected two quintessential companies that basically define high tech. So I think that... Yeah. Thank you. Great. Anything else to add on the topic of what is high tech? What are you looking for? <laughs> what are you fishing for? <laughs> what do you want? I think it's We're just... We're just looking for the truth and we want to make sure you have time to express yourself. That's all. Your follow-up. What do I do? Yes. What is my is job? Great. Your job? Yes. Right now? Yes. You work at a startup and it's like I was telling her the other day, she doesn't have a title because she kind of weaves her way into everything. It's very Caitlin. She, yeah. And if she sees something that can be better, she tries to help people to see that way that she's, is better. She's a problem solver. She's a problem solver. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, Caitlin doesn't just want to do one thing. She wants to do all, all things. I'd like to be things. average in every single thing. I think Caitlin actually just wants to be a CEO and <laughs> do all things. You have to be average <laughs> in every single thing. But, but she yeah. wouldn't like being a CEO because to be a CEO, you've got to be stuck behind a desk. And just, I was just talking to her father. He doesn't, they don't want to be stuck behind a desk. Yeah. They want hands-on in all departments. And they want to understand. They don't just want to tell people what to do. They want to understand what they do. I guess you are high tech, huh? Are you high tech too? I am. Okay, yep. they're high tech. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should set the stage on what your background is in professionally. Yes, I'd love to hear that. I'm a teacher. Math, oh, science. So you've basically seen so many different children go through your classrooms and on all these different career paths and been exposed to... Teaching them, educating them, making them into a Caitlin or an Allie. Do you know, this is the weirdest thing. I actually am on Facebook and I have two of my students who are now, one is, is a dentist. That's so She cool. went through the army, did it that way. And the other is some, I don't know, he does something up here. Who knows what he does. But he makes money because he's married and has a kid. He's going to have a kid. And, um... Middle school is a very interesting time of life for kids because they, you know, they're no longer the cute little kids mm -hmm. and they're no, they, they don't have power of high school kids. So they're kind of in the middle and you're trying to get them to understand that you're four foot two, you're good chance you're not going to make it to a basketball. I mean, maybe you will. You mean Never to the NBA? To the NBA. They have all these hopes and dreams, mm -hmm. and they haven't quite hit reality yet. Yeah, of what there's might happen. there's a reality, and so uh, you know it. You, you're constantly saying, "But what's your other choices? What's your backup?" So it's very interesting. It's 
I love that age, but you will talk to most mothers and they hate that age. And most children, or I'm sure when you were in middle school, when I was in middle mm-hmm. school, when Caitlin was in middle school, it was the most awkward phase. It is. Mm-hmm. Incredibly awkward. You weren't quite yourself yet, and you weren't definitely, you, you, <laughs> you were going through puberty. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. And that's what they say, mm-hmm. you know, they say um, it's where all of your hormones start and then you're supposed to teach them. Well, leave them alone. Let them try to get through this horrible time. It's, it's a very mind-warping time of their lives. Wow. I liked it. I thought it was very much fun. So I look at all the technology that we forced on them <clears throat> that they, of course, want. Yeah. And then there's that kid that learned how to log into the other people's Wi-Fi and uh, was watching porn all day. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, my God. At Sixth 12. Grade. Sixth grade. Because they know more than the teachers. Even the teachers that are coming out now. Well, in now, terms of technology. Yeah. yeah. And um, so even the teachers that are coming out now are trying to pick up. And with this COVID thing, you've got, Imagine could I have done it? There's no way. I would have left my kids just because I couldn't do it. I would have fumbled through and found a way. But I told everybody, I would have gone out to the parks and you know, made sure that the kids could see what, because math is hard and science is hard. Yeah. And doing that virtually. Yeah. And, and you need to look in their eyes to know what's going on. And to and, see if they can. And in our area, they had to turn off a lot of their uh, video because we did not have the bandwidth. Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Yeah. Um, it would keep, you know, it would just. So you don't even know off. if they're engaging or not. Oh. Of course, you, you, don't see their parents walking across in their underwear either, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of nice. Positive. But, um, but they're, uh, they're going back to school now, and uh, I think it will be much better for them. I think that a lot of mothers agree that it's so integral and important to be in person, not only for them to express themselves with others and socialize and grow bonds and relationships, but also take in information, process information, understand. If you do not know that your facial expressions are causing other people to look strangely at you, how are you going to find that out? If you don't know that you need to sit up straight and look at the people and so you can converse with them, you can't learn that on a computer. No. And you, you, you can't... You know, now the new thing is, oh, they're just going to type into the computer. Well, who taught them how to type? Teachers are never going to go out. This is a people business. Yeah. And I I think high tech actually is a people business in that you you have to do all these things with all these people. But we're not training kids to do that. We don't train kids to work in groups. We don't train them to work with other people unless they're in sports. Yeah, I'm old school. Yeah. They need sewing lessons. <laughs> they oh, need to learn how to fix cars. <laughs> Speaking of cars. Okay. Should we move on to the next question? Okay. Yes, we're taking, Great. we're driving along. We're moving forward. Moving forward. Let's talk about um, one infamous statement that you've had. <laughs> oh, gosh. One time you sent me a text message that said, and I quote, people want to know, what does Uber mean? With I know now. With a question mark. In reference to Uber... First, I'd like to address just who are these people who want to know? Aunt Cindy. Okay. So there's two two people people who would like to know. 
Okay, and second question before we get into actual definition of Uber, which is critical that we all understand. Why would you ask me, instead of just searching on, so beautifully referenced by you, Google? I didn't know that Google would know. Okay, fast. I figured you would. Great. Google knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's how she found out. Not as much as I know, apparently. So let's hear it. What does Uber mean? Because people want to know. German. Didn't know that. It, Uber. It, it has something to do with going from one place to another quickly. Fairly certain that's an In accurate. German. I, I mean, okay. Uber fast. Uber fast. Yeah. I actually do think it's a descriptor. I don't think. Should I look up the, yes. the actual Look up the actual word. definition okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna because I am certain that it does not mean anything about driving. I believe it does have to do with, it's a descriptive, yeah, an adjective or an adverb denoting an outstanding or supreme example of a particular kind of person or thing uber yeah so it's a descriptor he was an uber fan of his favorite sports team but go to the german definition because i think that is the german German meaning word meaning over above or across okay see that's not what you said in any kind of a way. You said that it meant going from one place I to another. I was weaving. I was weaving. Over, above, or across. Yeah, that's fast. a movement. Fast. Yes. That's fascinating. <laughs> I'm so glad we got to the bottom of that. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life to understand what Uber means. Me and all the p- other people out there who well, wanted to know. Well, now they know. People now know. Yep. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I've been taking Ubers probably within the last month after getting double vaxxed. And they are incredibly expensive. Today, my partner took one from here, mm-hmm. which we're in Nopa, north of Panhandle, to the mission. Guess the cost of the Uber rate from here to the mission. $15. A vehicle. How far is it? I think it's about three miles. Two, two to three miles. $15? What do you think? You're, $5. $5. $50. Really? Was the estimate. So he then took a lift for 27 And in New York, we went from... Um, Lower East Side all the way to the Met mm-hmm. in the Upper East Side. And it was, I think it was like $78. Are you? Wow. Five so cents. why are Ubers so expensive now? They've turned off all of these different options. So you used to be able to do a pool or mm. what was the other one called? It wasn't a bus. It was um, like a lift line. Oh, there's another one as well. Something. It was, yeah. And then they have, of course, like traditional X, which you have your own car or XL if you have more people in the car or the list yep. goes a black you know, all the way up. And right now, you kind of start at Uber X. They don't really have pools. They don't have lift lines because mm. it's sharing. It's such a small space that typically you'd be sharing with other people. Oh, and no one oh, can sit oh. in the front seat still, I don't No think. one can sit in the front seat. And then there's also just a lot of Uber drivers that stopped driving because of the pandemic because yeah. the demand was zero. Oh. But it's going to swing in the other direction again, I think. Well, recently we were in Tahoe. In a very fun evening out, one of the first evenings out post-vaccine Yep, at a bar. And uh, our friends had the marvelous idea that we should take an Uber to the pizza slash bar spot and take an Uber back that night. It was also a snowstorm. And we thought, no big deal. In the middle of Tahoe, in the middle of the night, they're going to have plenty of Ubers. And by we, this means everyone other than me, because I predicted that we wouldn't be able to get a ride back. You are correct. Caitlin is always correct. I predicted we wouldn't be able to get a ride back, and we would need to wait until closing and ask the bartender to give us a ride. That's what I jokingly (laughs) predicted. I jokingly predicted that. And it actually And how did the night turn out? Well, um, we ended up 
going home with the bartender in his Astro van. Astro van. That was uh, decorated with the Grateful Dead. Yep. His entire Astro van was a Grateful Dead themed Astro van. Yes. Uh, piled in the back seat, uh, yes. driving through a snowstorm. And uh, he had a mustache and a full blown mullet. Yes. And he did have a mullet. Uh, we all went back to the home and we partied till four in the morning. And one of us may or may not have enjoyed the evening with him or the sunrise <laughs> with him. <laughs> There was all sorts of scandalous things happening oh, that weekend. Uh, so yeah, there were no Ubers available. No. As predicted by right. me, I just want to highlight again. Because it was in the middle of a night during a snowstorm in a small in population. Tahoe. Who's going to wake up at like 11 or 12 to pick up four girls in their XL yeah. to drive us? Um, yeah. yeah. It was an eventful night. Okay. Okay, moving on. Okay, this is actually the last question that I have slotted for today. Okay. So on your first trip to San Francisco, Mom, to see your daughter, that's me. I was at the time living in the Castro with our third mom here. And there was a pride parade in front of our house because we lived in the Castro on Market Street. Fun. If people kind of know the DuBose Triangle area. And there was a pride parade in front of the house. Can you describe how you felt when seeing a haggle of men naked in the streets? Oh my God. I turned my back and I told you to take pictures so I could send them to Aunt Sydney. I do believe that you said we should send photo, take photos and send photos, which to me seemed highly inappropriate. Yeah, well, I just turned my back. It wasn't inappropriate for me. Seems rude to take photos of people. Well, without they their were consent. in a parade. How do you feel about taking photos of people naked? I think my mother would have done the same thing. I think she would have absolutely enjoyed the photos and <laughs> perused them at home at yes. her own leisure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she probably would have felt the same. And then they they're not are. Real. Uh, in public, mm-hmm. protesting their pride, and they are nude. It's like, what's the difference between taking photos of, I don't know, girls at the beach versus sexy gay men walking down the middle of market? I love a good dick sock. I'm just gonna. Say <laughs> that right one am. Just saying. I don't. Think I think that it's that was a necessary. perfectly acceptable that outfit is, to wear in public. That is not a perfectly a to, little animal on there, an elephant, a worm, dick sock. <laughs> Sparkly. Where are you getting Sparkly. this stuff from? You didn't I've get seen that it. Mom. I've seen it. No, you have Next not. Next time we should I'm take very her pro to nudity. Folsom Street Fair. Yeah, Folsom You'll Street see it Fair. all. Yep. You literally will see it all. Yeah. Did she tell you that did she tell you that in her senior year the boys were taking their shirts off and painting their chests and being eagle nest protectors and Caitlin being the girl that I raised to be very strong. Said she should be able to do it too. Women's rights. But she was going to wear a sports bra. But they told her she couldn't. The right to be nude. That's crazy that you weren't allowed to be nude. Yeah. And you also, I think, were like, what, president of Feminist Club? I started a feminist club because of this outrageous act of my high school. Yeah, screw them. And You should be allowed to wear a sports bra. Boobs be out. Or that. <laughs> I don't know that your mother approves of that. And in the class picture, they had sexy 09 or something. They up had on the written top. the words. Yes, they. On their chests. Everyone had a different shirt, and so they because they had I don't a group think that of was girls. inappropriate. That was just oh, really and creative. they took it out. We had an even better one. So uh, we also had boys show up with shirts that spelled letters, and it spelled gonorrhea. Uh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, also edited out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they blurred it. They, they blurred, blurred it. in the all yeah. senior picture because that's inappropriate. 
<laughs> I thought I, it was creative. I thought it was I, great. Personally, I don't see any problem with that. Gonorrhea. <laughs> so what? It's raising They're awareness kids. of STDs. They're still yeah. kids. They're High school still students need to know kids. about STDs also. You know, they're just kids still. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I didn't know what God was. Did it hurt somebody? No, it was hilarious. Yeah. We all thought it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we knew what it meant, but we knew it was bad. We knew it was an STD. Mm -hmm. I bet they would have sold out on yearbooks. I'm sure they would have. Yeah. (laughs) Profits. Yeah. Uh, I know that I have one question for you. I prepared only one question for you. Great. So, you know, Caitlin, uh, single Caitlin, she is loving the dating game but i'd love to hear of the men in san francisco what would be your ideal man for caitlin to date Eileen loves to talk about my dating life yes uh, ideal man yes like looks career someone i you know looks are not that big a deal okay i don't are they that big a deal to you this is your answer mom yeah your, this is your this answer. Is my this answer. is your answer um, I don't background. think looks, I don't think looks are a big deal. I think background he needs to come from somewhat hands on. Mm-hmm. He needs to be able to fix stuff. He needs to have, be intellectually um, stimulating. Mm-hmm. He needs to be educated. Nice. And I don't just mean educated in college. He needs to be educated in life. Yeah. He has to enjoy travel. He has to love her mother. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fascinating. Just drop that one in there. Just putting it in. Mm-hmm. Mandatory. Um, mm-hmm. He needs to, or she, he or she. Mm-hmm. Very um, modern of you, Mom. Very. Nice. I'm always modern. Nice. I did ask her a couple years ago, are you gay? Should I Lesbian. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, uh, perfectly think, valid question. I think that we're all, all on a spectrum. The we're yes. All on a spectrum. All the pictures that she was posting, she was only with women. And someone asked me, "Is she gay?" And I go, "I don't know." They probably said, "Is that Maybe. girl Aline her girlfriend?" <laughs> <laughs> she seems to only have pictures of with two girls, girl. Julie and Aline. Aline. <laughs> And I and I said, heaven forbid you have know, a strong so female asked. relationship over here. <laughs> Am I not supposed to ask? I I thought it was the appropriate thing to ask. I think it's, I think it's very smart appropriate. To ask. Yes. I didn't want to continue saying, well, you know, someday if you get married, well, who knows? And they have to be able to make her laugh. Oh. And they have to love her more than I do. And are you trying? That to, are you wow? To that's cry? hard. Are you starting that's to hard. cry? No. Okay, just making sure. She just removed her glasses and widened her eyes to Caitlin to prove that she was not crying. I am not crying. I'm not a crybaby titty mouse. <laughs> okay, so has to love you. Has to love Caitlin more than you love Caitlin. That's impossible. Yes. Has to be intelligent, <laughs> hands-on, well-rounded, uh, maybe educated, willing to travel. And, uh, and not take her to another country so that I can't see her. Okay. Does she need to stay in California? No, but she needs to stay somewhere Within where I reach. can see her. Does Do they need to be Catholic? You know, that used to make a dip, difference to me. I think either she'll, she'll decide when she, if she decides to have kids. I was telling Caitlin this the other day. When I wanted to have kids, I told Steve when he asked me, I want to be able to have kids and they have to be raised Catholic. Not because I was raised Catholic, because I think it's good to have something. I don't like 
think it's good to have something to say you can fall back on. A higher power of faith. Yeah. Something outside yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Because honestly, this world is scary and lonely. And it if is. you ain't got nothing else, it's a tough world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And could be any religion. Doesn't have to be Catholicism. You any, know what? Any background. Therapists, they will tell you the same thing. You need to believe that there's good. There is a lot of weird, freaky stuff out there. And you need to you need to know you're gonna be okay. Or have a mom to make fun of. Yep. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's wrap up this episode of Moms Being Moms. Moms Being Moms. <laughs> Nettie. Nettie. Nettie, the real mom, thank you so much for joining us. It was a delight. Great. We're so honored to have you. I'm so grateful we actually have a real mom on this podcast. Yeah, this is great. All those moms out there can kind of listen to this and finally go, I found this on Spotify feed and, and I, I did not know why. why. It has moms in the name. No. Nettie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for asking me, Aline. It was absolutely the delight of my trip up here. <laughs> Which is only three days. Nice save. Nice save there, mom. Highlight of 72 hours. Of the last 72 hours has <laughs> been the highlight. All right. Signing off. Signing off. Bye.